want to go live on video but are a bit unsure where to start? Or maybe you already go live a lot but you are scared to sell. Download for free the Live Authentic Storytelling Guide. Six steps to infuse storytelling into your live videos. You'll get practical structure to help you convert your audience from raving fans to loyal customers. Go to www.livestorytellingguide.com and get your free guide today. Today's episode is so filled with great business nuggets. It's all about copywriting. And my friend Nikki Kruzik's here, who has written what I think is going to be the seminal book on copywriting. It really is an incredible episode. So much goodness here. I'm just going to read her bio and get right into it. So Nikki is a copywriter, as you can guess, with 15 plus years of experience. She has written for multi-billion dollar brands, including Hasbro, Adidas, TripAdvisor, TJ Maxx, Keurig, and so many more. Plus, of course, she works with solopreneurs and honestly, everything in between. She coaches people to become professional copywriters and build thriving careers of their own via her website, FilthyRichWriter.com, and through her comprehensive copywriting academy. If you are a business owner of any kind, and I do mean any kind, This episode is a true must. This is the Creative Soulpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Demas. Let's go. Nikki. Hey, Nick. Welcome to the show. Woohoo! Thank you for having me. It's so great, A, to see you and to speak with you today. Right before we came on, we were discussing how we're in this weird COVID land where we hadn't spoken in a few months, and we didn't even realize it had been a few months. Yeah. it's Well, you know, you you keep up with your friends on social media. Thank God for social media. Problematic as it can be, but, you know, like, I still, like, oh, my good friend Nick, you know, I see what's going on, and, and we communicate, but, yeah, to actually sit down and see each other in person, well... In Zoom person. In Zoom person. Yeah. Yes. It's good to see you. Let's put it that way. I want to introduce you to my audience who some of some of them know you because you've been a guest in for my crew before, but uh, a good number of the audience will not know who you are. Well, they might because you're kind of famous. I'm just going to say you're kind of famous in the copywriting world. You're like the copywriting guru. Not only do you teach copywriting, but you actually teach people how to be copywriters, which is so cool. I want the audience to hear a bit of your story of how you came to be this copywriting guru. Gosh, well, thank you. That's very sweet. I'm super flattered. I'm going to send that clip home to my mom. Um, It was uh, really, I had always wanted to be a writer. But like most people who want to be writers, you grow up thinking, ah, if you want to be a writer, you're not going to ever make any money at all. And so I was was always kind of interested in it, but was always kind of in the back. Um, a billion years ago when I was in high school, um, my dad was a marketing director at the time, and he would bring home extra work for me to do. And so I would write some copy for him and and 
get feedback, which is a great way to start, but then went to college for PR, quickly discovered that I didn't like PR. It's fantastic for some people. It is not for me. Worked at a health club for a while, managed a health club, taught Pilates, taught spinning, taught aqua aerobics, and was kind of flailing and couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. And my mom, um, the other half of the equation, went to, you know, Barnes and Noble, bought a book, put it in the mail, because this is how long it was, how long ago it was. Uh, and it was something like, I don't know, the, the six-figure writer or something like that. And the, the book itself wasn't especially helpful because it had, you know, well, you need a fax machine in your home office and you must, you know, like, Ooh, don't know. Um, and thankfully I never did. That, that struck me as a little suspect, but what it reminded me was that copywriting was a, a thing, something that I could actually do for a living. And so I, it's kind of real close to 20 years ago that I jumped in with both feet and started freelancing and then did some on um, staff work and did some contract work. And so I've been doing all kinds of different stuff for all kinds of different clients over the past <gasps> almost 20 years. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's kind of my, how I became a copywriter story. Yeah. And we just also discussed that this is the 10 year anniversary of your business, of yeah. your personal business. Congratulations. That is a huge accomplishment. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. And I've had the pleasure in the last few years of watching it skyrocket, skyrocket. And I want to say as your friend, what an, how proud I am of you, how cool this is to be a part of and to witness and to enjoy with you. Tell me a bit about why it's so important for business owners to learn copywriting as the copywriting guru why is it so important? Yeah, it's, well, you know, it's funny because as I was, uh, so I just put a book together, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but it's, the book is geared toward business owners to, to write copy. And as you said, I teach people to become professional copywriters. And I insisted that there be a section in the book about how to hire copywriters um, so that business owners would know and, and my copywriting students wouldn't be like, wait a minute. But the thing is, and to their credit, all of my students understand, business owners are, first of all, for copywriters, business owners are better clients if they understand copy. Fundamentally, messaging is the most important part of your business. You know, you could have all oh, the best pictures and the prettiest graphics and, oh, everything's amazing. But if your messaging doesn't connect with your target audience, nobody's going to buy anything. Whereas on the other side of that coin, you could have just a white page with black type, but if that copy is good, people are going to purchase hand over fist. And the, the unfortunate thing is, I think because businesses kind of know that it's really important, it's intimidating. And so a lot of business owners leave copywriting to the very last thing. They create the product, they create, they come up with their strategy and they get the website designed and then they go, oh, I think I have to write a sales page for this. Oh, I have to, oh, I have to write ads for this. Oh, I need to write an email funnel for this. And all of this is what's going to lead to people actually purchasing what it is that you have to offer. So what I was hoping to do with the book and what, what I hope to do just in general for business owners is to make, make messaging just a little bit less intimidating. You know, I think a lot of business owners put it, you know, this, you teach, you teach storytelling, mm -hmm. or I should say marketing through storytelling, but it's, 
they they think of communicating in that way as something totally different than your average communication. It really doesn't have to be. Copywriting is about creating a connection between people who have a want or a need. So, you know, business owners target audience and the business that has that has the best solution for that want or that need. And copy is just what connects them. Oh, I love that. There's a lot of things in there I love. One of which is you saying, and I say this to my students all the time, you got to learn it first before you hire it out. Mm-hmm. And I think that is something in the book because I actually had an advanced copy and was able to read it. Woo, it's so good. It's so, so good. Which is why I wanted to have you on here too. And I also love that you talk about messaging. In the book, you say, good copywriting means effective messaging, which is the basis for any successful business, organization, or enterprise, period. And I love that you said period. Like, that is so definitive. That is so definitive. So what do you mean by messaging? I mean, in, in any way that you are putting yourself out into the world, in any way that you are communicating, hey, here's who we are, here's what we do, and here's how it's going to make a difference in your life. And it's holistically, we can, we can, and we do in the book, make it very clear what's copy and what's content and, and all that kind of thing. But holistically, messaging is anything that you are putting out there in the world to connect with your target audience and to convey who you are. So it is your, your emails, it's your website, it's your, any scripts for any videos you're writing when, and I would include quite frankly, any live stuff that you do, because you're still thinking through the messages before you get on camera. Mm-hmm. It It is messaging. It is social media. It is anything that you're doing to, to get yourself out there. And so how do you differentiate between copy and content? What, because you mentioned that. So what is the difference between the two? Mm-hmm. It's, it can be a little confusing for some people. Copy is it's that's so as you know it's marketing and advertising writing and it's it's messaging that is designed to persuade or to literally to sell to get people to take an action or even sometimes just to think a little bit differently about something. But it has a designed uh, it wants you to do something or trying to get someone to do something. Content is different. Content is designed to educate, to entertain, or to inspire. And so those are your blog posts. Um, Those are most of social media captions. Obviously, if a social media caption wants someone to take an action, then it gets into that kind of that copy area. But fundamentally, when we think in terms of writing, we really think in terms of of blog posts or your listicles or your all that kind of wonderful BuzzFeed stuff. Yeah, when I first started, I think that was really confusing to me, was differentiating between the two, because I came from a storytelling background, as we know, but I also came from content land, where it was all about content. And so learning how to craft for copy was a real mind shift for me. And I think that's something that people get, particularly my audience, because a lot of creatives out there get very confused about. How did you shift that way back when? Do you remember? You know, I don't know if I remember specifically, except for the fact that I have always struggled with doing anything 
without any kind of outline. You know, I, I still, my intention is someday I will, you know, write a novel or, and or play or something along, along those lines. But I find things like that very much a challenge because it's, it is literally a blank page. And the thing about copywriting mm. is that there's, I mean, yes, okay, true. You open a Word doc, you open a Google doc and there's nothing there, but you're never coming into it without having any idea of, of what you want to say. In fact, you will come into, if you're planning it well, as you should be planning it well, you should come into it with a really good idea of what you want to say. You know, you should have a creative brief for the project, which is basically where you go, okay, what are we trying to do here? What is, what is the business goal of this project? What, uh, what's the benefit for the target audience? What do they get out of this? And then, you know, a few key pieces, and then you can create an outline from that. And then from there, that's when you can start filling it in and fleshing it out and all that kind of thing. But when you have a, when you've thought through what it is that you want to do, because you should have a purpose for every, every piece of copy that, that you're putting together and really frankly, any content piece of content too, but you should have a purpose for it. And when you've thought through that purpose and what you're trying to do and what people are going to get out of it. And then if you can just kind of put your messages in the order that they should go, you're like 80% of the way there. So it's about prep is what you're saying. If you're prepped, then you can come in and you'll know. And I think mm-hmm. that goes to, you know, research, you got to know who your client is, you know, all, all of those fundamentals of business. Speaking of the fundamentals, what are some of the mistakes that you see people making when writing copy? Yeah, I think the the number one thing is going into it and going, um, okay, I need to write a sales page, so I'm just going to sit down and write a sales page. Not thinking through what the elements that have to go into it are. I think that's another thing, too, is that when you have big projects, whether it's a sales page, whether it's a sales funnel or something like that, trying to sit down and just blast through it all at once you know I've been doing this for for again 20 years and I can't do that I can't stand sitting down and having to just go top to bottom because their writing is important but editing is just as important taking the time to move stuff around you know you can write if you feel inspired and you're like oh I want to make sure I get this message across take some time put it in your notes put that message there write the rest of it and then go okay where could this go so trying to trying to go top to bottom or beginning of a funnel to an end of a funnel is just it's a recipe for making yourself miserable it's it's making it unnecessarily difficult and i think that that's how a lot of and frankly a lot of new copywriters too but a lot of business owners approach it as like all right well i have to write it so i begin at the beginning and i just go down to the end uh, and that'll make it miserable you talk a lot about benefits you've mentioned them a couple of times and in the book you say a benefit answers the consumer's question what's in it for me and promises change mm-hmm. how is that different from a feature because I think people get benefit and feature confused a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they absolutely do. So the benefit is the the transformation, which can be a big transformation. It can be a small transformation. It's how they are changed. What, like I said, what they get out of it. So a tube of teeth whitening, you know, the, the end benefit of teeth whitening is whiter teeth, obviously, but also a, a more, attractive look, a more confident feel for yourself. That is what I get out of using this teeth whitening tube. 
but the features are the the things that support that benefit. They're they're the little details, like now in a bigger tube, now ten times brighter, now all this kind of stuff. I can infer what I might get out of it. But when you are trying to sell something, when you're trying to persuade someone to do something, you need to make it really, really clear what that benefit is. And you, and this is uh, really important for, for business owners, especially because I think sometimes we stop at that first benefit. What is the end benefit? What is the big benefit? What is that big, as, as much as possible when you can get to that emotional transformation, that's even better. Like I said, with the teeth whitening, the end benefit is I get whiter teeth. Well, super, but like, nah, it doesn't mean like, would I like whiter teeth? Sure. But okay. So why do I want whiter teeth? We take that to another level. What do I get out of whiter teeth? Well, I have a more confident smile. I feel better about myself when I'm on zoom calls. I, I feel more, I feel more confident in myself. I feel more attractive. I feel happier putting myself out into the world. So taking it to that extra okay, this is a benefit. Okay. And what do they get out of that? Digging a little bit deeper is going to be where a lot of the magic happens for business owners. You know, you talk to business owners who say, oh, I put together this system to help busy moms feel less overwhelmed. Okay. That's my benefit. They're going to feel less overwhelmed. Okay. Like, all right. Like to, I'm sure everybody would really would like to feel less overwhelmed. Are a lot of people going to shell out, you know, 500, 600 bucks to feel less overwhelmed? Eh, Probably not. But what if feeling less overwhelmed meant that they felt like they could be in control of their schedule and they knew they would never drop the ball at anything with their kids? You know, when the kids come home and go, I was supposed to bring something to show and tell and everybody else had, or they feel like they can be a, they can be more present with their partner or (laughs) I could just go on and on and on. I love the specificity of all that, Mm -hmm. right? It's about knowing your audience and who they are and what they, what they need, what they want and making it about them. I think that's another mistake. I know for me being the narcissist that I am, (laughs) that I, when I was first writing, you're like, no, Uh, thank you. But uh, when I was first writing copy, I made it too much about myself because I'm a personal brand. I was trying to sell me. Like I was almost trying to convince people to buy me mm-hmm. rather than what it was in it for them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. When it comes to, and don't get me wrong, I would absolutely plunk down my credit card for you. <laughs> but again and again and again, sign me up for the membership. Um, but no, it's true. And, and I do think that that element gets very confusing when it comes to personal brands. Cause they think, well, I have to tell, I have to tell my story and I have to put my origin story into everything. And yes, your origin story is important, but your origin story is important in that it supports why someone should trust you. Say that again for the back row students. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> Yeah. A fundamental of what I teach is what you just said. It's always, it's not about you, boo, even though it's about you. It's not about you, boo. Yes. But yeah. we always laugh about when we do uh, portfolio review sites for our copywriting students is, okay, you're about me, Paige. It's not about you. It's about what you can do for your target audience. 
Yeah. And all of your messaging should be focused on your target audience. And it's, it can be really hard to step out of your perspective and step into your, your audience issues. But that's where you have to be when you're writing. What do they actually want to hear? What do they need to hear? What is going to help them feel more comfortable with you and trust you? You know, that, that no like and trust factor. What do they need to hear? Yeah, it's funny because story is part of copy ultimately, right? So talk to me about that sort of interplay, like you were just saying, putting your origin story in, how do you do that in a way that doesn't feel too, like, where's the balance, I guess? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, and it it really, it comes down to your purpose uh, and the purpose of each individual piece, because when you understand the purpose of, let's, let's say, for example, you're writing a, this, you're writing an email within a funnel and your purpose in this funnel is to convey maybe to do a little myth busting. Everybody in your industry thinks A, and it's actually, it's B. Everybody thinks it's A, everybody's positive it's A, but you as an expert know that ah, actually it's B. And so you have the opportunity there to tell a story, to give an example, or I should say to convey that the, the truth of it being B. When you're writing, when you're, when you're putting story into your copy, don't think of it in terms of, well, I have to tell. I think sometimes when we think story, we think like, short stories like oh it's a several pages within a, a larger tome and story can just be a snapshot again you know beginning middle and end it should still it should still convey a full story but it can be used to illustrate a point it can be used to catch people's attention uh, it can be used to to hook them in at the beginning start telling the beginning of the story and make them wait till the end of that email or the end of page or whatever for the end of that story it can support the messages that you have in there. Yeah, I love that. We are in so much agreement about that. I constantly say to people, the reason my course is called Real Stories, plural, that sell is because it's multiple stories. People get hooked on this idea that they have to tell their origin, their one story over and over. And yes, it's important to have an origin story. It's important for people to understand who you are and why, but it's in the little things. It's the little moments that that you can infuse into your copy to make your copy more persuasive, more effective, and for people to connect to you to know, like, and trust. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I've now mastered copy. Ha, 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 ha. Job. It's like, like you said, it's 20 years. 20 years and you're still mastering, right? Like, it, it is... It is truly something that is a practice, I would say. It's it's a, a daily practice of learning who your audience is because your audience also shifts and you shift and what you're teaching, et cetera, et cetera. But let's say I've come to a place where I'm like, okay, I got the fundamentals. I got this. I read Nikki's book. I've gone through it. I've been working for a couple of years, maybe. My business is now at a place where maybe I should hire somebody. Like, when do you know when's the right time to hire a copywriter? Yeah, absolutely. And I do agree with the point you said earlier. It's, you need to understand the fundamentals. Anything that you're going to hire out, it's always good to at least understand the fundamentals so that when somebody brings something back to you, you can evaluate whether it meets the goals that you have or not. You know, hence the book, but also lots of resources. I would say, when you're starting to think, you know what, I've got, I've got some money coming in and maybe it's time to hire a professional. The first place to look is where it's going to have the most impact on your bottom line. You know, I think sometimes people are like, well, I don't like to do that. So I'm going to hire someone to do that for me. Mm. Okay. Yes. 
(laughs) That can be a way to do it. But as you and I have both seen uh, a lot of entrepreneurs throw a lot of money away on stuff that they don't like to do without making sure that there's money coming back from that. So I always advise business owners when they're thinking about outsourcing copywriting, especially is go, okay, look through your customer journey and what's going to have, if you had, you know, an increase in interaction or an increase in conversions or in anything like that, where is it going to have the most impact? So for example, someplace like your, your sales page, if you do a really great job of getting people on your list and then nurturing them, and then at the sales page, it kind of goes, you know, you get maybe a 1% conversion, that would be a great opportunity to bring in a copywriter and say, okay, here's what I've got. And a good copywriter is going to sit down with you. They're going to have a long conversation, ask you a lot of questions. A good copywriter, frankly, should make you think about your business in ways that you had never thought about it yet and really learn your voice so that when they do the work for you, it, it sounds like it's seamlessly you. And of course, there will be a little back and forth. There should be. But Places like that are, are a great opportunity to to see an immediate impact or, you know, same thing. If your sales page, you did a great job on your sales page. You had a, a you were brilliant when you wrote your sales page, but for, and you can get people on your list, but for whatever reason, people don't engage in your email funnel. So they never end up clicking through to see your really fantastic sales page. Well, then your email funnel is a great opportunity wherever you have holes, wherever people are imagining like a sieve at the beach, you know, wherever you're losing that sand through the sieve, that's a great opportunity to bring in a copywriter to fix that for you. Because even, you know, incremental changes, small percentage points can have a huge impact on, on your revenue at the end of the year or before that. Yeah. I love that. It's all about the data, right? It's all, it's all about knowing where those numbers are. And like you said, where those holes are, you know, I recently brought in Michelle, my business integrator, and she's really been doing a big backend study for me on where is it that things are really coming from? Where is it that we're actually losing in the chain and creating content as well as copy that will sort of fix the chain, fix the broken link, so to speak. Uh, I think is really, really sound advice, Nikki. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, I think you were talking about my my business, my business of teaching people, filthy rich writer, uh, my business of teaching people to become professional copywriters. I know that name. People are I like, know. But to, to us, being filthy rich means having a job you love, being really good at what you do and getting paid well to do it. And don't we all want to be filthy rich then? Filthy rich writer, filthy rich entrepreneur, filthy rich coach, whatever. That's incoming impact. Absolutely. Absolutely. But isn't um, that what we all want in an aligned way? That's filthy rich. Yes, right? Like, I really enjoy it. Appreciate earning for doing good things in the world. Like, yes. But it really was, as you were saying, it was probably three, four years ago that my business really started to have a major uptick. It was when I started to take, you know, I'd had students the whole time and they were having success, but it was when I really started to take my business and my, and my numbers seriously. And I avoided it for a long time as someone who is also creative and strategic, I would kind of go, "Mm." But it's when you really dig in and start to learn what these numbers are and what they mean that you can turn the dials a little bit. Mm-hmm. And when you turn one dial a little bit, it affects all the other dials in the customer journey, and it can have a major impact on your business. Well, it certainly has on yours. And I love that you shared that. Thank you for that 
back-end insight to your business. So tell us now about this book, because we haven't even said the name of it. We keep calling it The Book. The Book. Yes, it's uh, Copywriting Strategies by Nikki Krawczyk. My parents are very excited, and it has a, a subtitle, too. I should have the book right here next to me. They sent me a box. I'm super thrilled to be able to put this out into the world. As I was saying to you, a publisher approached me in the middle of summer, um, asking summer of 2021, uh, asking if I would be interested in putting together a book about copywriting. And uh, as creatives know, when a publisher approaches you, you say, oh, yes, I would. Why, yes. Let me drop absolutely everything else I'm doing and write this book for you. So it was it was a crazy fast process. Lots of 3 a.m. mornings to get stuff done on deadline before starting the regular business work day. But it's, I'm thrilled with how it's turned out. It should, it's, it should be a good resource for business owners, but also a good resource for people who kind of think they might want to be a copywriter, a good way to dip your toes in. And then if you are a copywriter, your students have been enjoying it, a good kind of a way to get a refresher on some of the fundamentals. Yeah, I'll say anybody who has a business should read this book. That's how powerful it is. It is funny because you're funny. So your your humor's in there. It's straightforward. There's no bullshit. And yet at the same time, there are practical steps and tools and tips. You lay out things for people to do, action steps, which I also appreciate because I love a good workbook. I, I'm one of those people, you know, go way back all those years. You know, when I was a kid, I loved a workbook. I love it as an adult because I like to take action and embody. And I think what your book does best is that it helps you embody copywriting, like to learn it in a way that that you physically put it into your body so that you know how to really do it. That's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's, and that was really the key is that I wanted to, I wanted to make it actionable. I wanted people to finish it. You know, this, how many business books have you read where you go, ah, yes, I read that book and I don't know what to do now, but I wanted people to be able to follow the steps and to have it as a resource where they go, ah, what do I do? And they go grab it, grab the book back off the shelf and flip through and go, ah, you know, here's my checklist for this project, or here's how to do this. Here's how to organize these messages. And I really wanted to demystify it. You know, as I say in there, there's no way, I mean, it's an entire career. As you said, I've been doing this for 20 years and I'm still honing my skills and and perfecting them. Um, So there's no way I could put an entire, I mean, also that would be a terrible business idea because I have a course about how to write (laughs) copy, but I wanted to give people really solid footing for putting together their, their most important messages and then moving forward from there. It meets you where you are. You know, even at the top of the book, you're like, if you don't want to start at the beginning, start in the middle. If you don't want to start in the middle, go to the end. Like it's a, in many ways a choose your own adventure based on where you are in your business and in your knowledge of copywriting. And if you want to be a copywriter, but it, it provides that place and that space no matter where, which I also think is really the sign of a good book. Um, it meets you where you are today and where it'll meet you in five years, because five years from now, your knowledge will be slightly different or what your need will be is slightly different. Spoiler alert, we're going to make it one of the books of the month at the Nick Demas Media. Uh, that's for everyone out there. That was the spoiler alert that it's coming up. Uh, I'm not sure which month yet, but it's coming. Uh, and it will be required reading for my students. That's how important I think this book is. And uh, we will definitely 
put a link in the show notes so that you can click right on it and purchase this book. Every business owner, this is how important this book is because without copy, you don't have a business. It's that simple. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely true. And as much as I teach storytelling and as important as that is, you can tell your story all you want, but if it's not placed strategically within your copy, it's not going to matter. Now, it's going to matter that you get your story out in the world, which is very vital and very important. Let me say that. And there are people that come to me to get their story out into the world. But for the business owners out there, it's this marriage of story and copy that is really important so that people know you, like you, trust you, as we said, and you persuade them to do what you want them to do. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. It's really that the combination of the two, the storytelling with the copywriting, both are so much stronger together. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why we're going to be adding this to the curriculum. So Nikki, thank you so much for being here today and sharing your wisdom and peeling back some layers of your business as well. I appreciate you as a friend as a mastermind buddy, as a human being walking the planet, as a filthy, rich writer. Oh, thank you. This was so much fun. And I have to say, I just, I adore you and I appreciate you as well. I'm so glad we met all those years ago. Before we go, where do they find you? So the book, copywritingstrategiesbook.com. There are some bonuses if you order and then send through your, I know, the call to action. Oh, my God. See, this is why we have to, I have to keep refining my skills. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, copywritingstrategiesbook.com. There are some bonuses if you, you purchase and send us through your order number. You can get those for free to go along with it. Awesome. And she's also on the grams. All over the grams, filthyrichwriter.com. Uh, excuse me. Fil- well, yes, filthyrichwriter.com, Instagram, filthyrichwriter, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. So send her a message or me a message as what your big takeaway is from today. I think we would both like to hear. I'm really curious, and I'm sure Nikki is too, what your big takeaway is for today. So DM us the big takeaway. And of course, if you have any questions, we're here for you. Thank you so much. See you next time. Bye, friends. If you enjoy this podcast, tell your friends, please rate, write us a review and subscribe so we can spread the word and other solopreneurs just like you can find us.